Hello and welcome to the Permission to Change podcast. I'm your host Danielle Illingworth and I'm a kinesiologist, naturopath, intuitive coach and author of Quit Stressing About Food. This podcast is all about why we crave change as humans, why it's often difficult to make those changes and we really dig into what is holding you back from making those changes in your life. So whether it's your work, relationships, weight, health, finances, parenting, If you are feeling stuck and frustrated in any area of your life, this podcast is for you. I've kept the episodes short and sweet, and each season I also share one or two longer episodes interviewing another expert in that particular area. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, hello, episode two. Um, This episode is all about how we create the beliefs that are now forming our subconscious mind. So how we actually get to the point of um, creating these beliefs and fears and um, the mindset that is basically controlling, um, as we learned in the last episode, 95% of your actions, decisions and behaviours on a daily basis. So the first thing that I want to touch on here is this idea of humans as meaning-making machines. And what I mean by this is that our human mind makes meaning out of everything we experience, everything we encounter, everything that happens in our lives. We make meaning about that. We create a story around that. And it's often the meaning and the story that we attach to the thing that has more power over us than the situation itself. So a lot of what's in our subconscious mind comes from what we made certain things mean earlier in life, particularly from the ages of zero to seven. And this is why two people can have a completely different recollection and memory of the same situation. This is why we um, can be raised in the same household as siblings and be completely different people and have completely different perspectives uh, as we grow up. It's because of the meaning that we attached to the things that we experienced. So often as children, we are so susceptible to making meaning of the things that happen to us and taking those on as true. Because you think about being an adult, right? If someone, if you're going through the checkout, at the supermarket, and um, that person is rude to you, as an adult, you can generally kind of rationalise that and go, wow, they must be having a bad day. Nothing personal. Move on. Forget about it. As a child, if someone treated you rudely or with disrespect, the rational, logical part of your brain isn't there at an early age. And so what you make situations mean is they don't like me, I'm unlikable, I'm a bad person, and so on. Um, An example that I use often uh, for children uh, to kind of explain the difference, I mean, to um, how children see things, is if I'm a child and my dad gets home from work and kind of ignores me for the first half hour to an hour after he gets home from work. If my husband did that to me now, I'd be like, oh, wow, he must have had a really bad day and he's tired. Right? I can rationalise that. I can see things logically 
and not take it personally. As a child, if someone did that to you, you would take that very personally. You would make that mean things like, I'm not important, dad doesn't care, uh, he's not there for me, he's too busy for me. All of these things. And so this is why it's the meaning we attached to situations, memories, experiences that have more power over us than the actual situation itself, particularly at a really young age. So all of these beliefs and fears and uh, kind of programs that we now hold in our subconscious mind, when we start looking back at those, it's never about blaming anyone else because blaming someone else doesn't really help us heal or release or move on from that. So some of my clients can be a little bit hesitant to talk about their childhood and how they were parented. And I'm always reminding them it's not about blaming your parents, right? Your parents probably did the very best that they could with what they knew at the time. And often it's not only what they have done or not done as parents, but the meaning that you attach to that as well. So sometimes your um, memory of things can actually be more based on what you made that situation mean rather than what anyone else has actually done in that situation so it's never about blaming blaming doesn't help you move on it's really just recognizing what you've been holding on to that's actually not helping you anymore and so when we can start to look at those things without blame without judgment just really looking at it with curiosity and going okay this is what i remember this is how i remember feeling i think it may i made it mean this and I'm ready to let go of that belief because that is actually holding me back um, today in my adult life. So it's really just about um, bringing that stuff to light so that you can go, okay, I'm ready to let go of this and I choose to think or believe this instead. Uh, whatever you are ready to swap that unhelpful belief or fear for, for something more positive that is actually going to help you live the life that you want to live today. Um, basically, we want to get rid of the stuff that's holding you back, right? So this idea of humans making meaning out of everything, I want to give you a few examples of this so that you can start to understand how we form these beliefs, um, how we get to these ideas and how we create fears and things like that that we believe to be true that continue to affect us as adults. And um, from this perspective of what we made it mean as a child. So imagine that you saw your mum dieting and weighing herself and counting every calorie and bit of food that she ate as a child. As a child, you might have made this mean that being overweight is bad and being thin is good. And this can really impact you as an adult in terms of your relationship with food. It can create a lot of issues around how you use food um, in your own life. And it can create a lot of issues around how you treat your body in terms of the fuel and nourishment that you're able to give it through food. It can also impact you in terms of how you see others. So judging others for being overweight, judging yourself for being overweight, um, judging others or yourself for not being thin enough, all of these things, because you made your mum's dieting mean something, 
um, it's, it's going to affect you as an adult now. If you saw your parents argue about money as a child, you probably didn't know exactly what the arguments were about, but you can create this belief, you can make that mean that money causes problems. And so you might find yourself um, like hitting a glass ceiling with your income, not being able to push past a certain amount because you have decided in your childlike state, you have decided that money causes problems, money causes arguments. You may have a fear of a relationship breakdown because of money if you saw things like that happen. So the meaning that we attach to things is really the part that impacts us as adults now because we create beliefs about that that we th believe to be true. And if we're not actually looking at what's in the subconscious, it, it means that it's just kind of in the driver's seat without us really knowing that it's driving. So when you are able to look at your subconscious, identify what's in there, it means that you're taking the driver's seat back and deciding what you want to believe rather than following these subconscious programs and beliefs that you've picked up over your life, most of which are probably not actually true um, when you analyse them now. So um, you may have failed like a primary school exam and you decided that that meant that you're stupid or dumb or that you shouldn't try. And this could be affecting you in many, many ways um, where you just tend to give up rather than trying because you decided that that one failed exam meant that you're not good enough, not smart enough, whatever it was. If you were told to stop crying or stop being silly, if you were smacked as a child when you showed emotion, if you were put in timeouts um, to stop being ridiculous, all of these kind of things can form a belief. You can make that mean that emotions are bad. And then you grow into an adult who doesn't know how to cope with their emotions, who doesn't know how to process or feel their emotions, because you have this fear of your emotions. You've been um, kind of told or you made something mean that emotions are bad, that they're not safe, that it's not okay to feel your emotions. And often what that shows up as is numbing your emotions. So turning to food, emotional eating, turning to alcohol um, to cope with or avoid your emotions, um, you know, shopping, whatever it is for you, scrolling on your phone, all of these things um, can become... A coping mechanism that we use and this is so so common in my clients when we don't know how to deal with our emotions so if you were having a tantrum in the middle of the supermarket and your mum just needed you to stop because she was embarrassed right that situation is more about your mum than it is about you but as a child you take that to mean that emotions are bad your emotions are bad, your emotions are not okay, expressing emotions is not okay, and you internalize that and hold that belief to be true all throughout your life. Okay, so again, it's when we're not aware of these things that they tend to impact us the most. When we're able to bring them to light, which is what I do in my kinesiology sessions, help my clients identify this is what's going on there. This is the memory, the experience, the belief, the fear, whatever it is that's stored in the subconscious. Once we actually bring that to light and recognize it for what it is, we can shift it, we can change it, we can let it go, and it doesn't impact us anymore. Maybe you're a teenager and your boyfriend dumped you or your best friend or anyone else. 
and you made that mean something about yourself. You might have made it mean that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, whatever it was. Are you starting to see how we just make meaning out of everything that happens to us? And it's that meaning, that story that we attach to it, that holds the power. That's what affects us ongoing. That's what's stored in your subconscious that is impacting you on a daily basis now. And a fun example, maybe your mum had another baby and you made it mean that you weren't important anymore. And now as an adult, you might struggle with feelings of jealousy, feeling inadequate. You might have um, issues with abandonment or fears of abandonment. Because you made that mean something. Because you made your mum having another baby mean something about you. So I hope that through those examples you've started to see how we make meaning out of everything. And what I really want you to take away from this episode is that delving into your subconscious, looking at what fears and beliefs are stored in there, is actually never about blaming someone else. And I really want you to understand this because it often gives people permission to go there. You're not digging into your inner child to blame your parents, right? You're digging into your inner child to heal that part of you, to figure out what is there, what you're holding on to that you need to let go of. You're not digging into the past to blame other people, to point the finger, to make anyone else feel guilty. This is really just about you healing parts of yourself that are hurting, that are holding on to crap, that's really not serving you as an adult. So when we go into a kinesiology session, it's really just about bringing light to it. I've heard the analogy used, it's like you walk into a room and the lights are off and there's a shadow in the corner of the room and you can sit there for hours and stress about what that shadow is in the corner of the room and your mind will make up all sorts of stories and all sorts of fears will come up and it will be really really horrible or you can just turn on the light realize it's a coat rack or whatever it is and go oh that's what it is cool I can let that go now I can forget about it I can move on nothing scary etc so that's why I keep using this um these kind of words of bringing it to light because it's really like turning the light on and going, oh, that's what it is. That's all it is. I made that mean something and I've been holding on to that for so long and it's been holding me back for so long and cool. Now that I can see it for what it is, I'm so ready and willing to let that go and then you can move forward. And this is why... I'm sharing this podcast. This is why it's called Permission to Change because when we look at what's in our subconscious, when we see it for what it is and when we let it go, we're actually giving ourselves permission to change. We're letting go of all the stuff that's holding us back from creating change in our life, letting go of all the stuff that is holding us back from what we really want in life, in whatever area of your life. It's all the same. It's all in your subconscious mind. So that is the second episode. Um, 
I would love to hear how you're finding um, the podcast so far, two episodes in. Um, you can reach me through the links in the episode description and the full show notes are on my website. Um, that link is also in the episode description. So thank you so much for listening and I will be back soon with episode number three. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can help me get this podcast out to more people by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends and family. Please check the episode notes in your app for links to the full show notes as well as links to my socials and anything I've mentioned in this episode. And as always, be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself and give yourself permission to change. Sending you big love and virtual hugs.